Hello, people. I figured, you know, I'm getting older. I'm going to stop saying what's up um, after this point. But what's up, people, after this show? I'm going to stop saying it. Uh, what's up, everybody? I'm Nate, host of the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Don't forget, come on now. People are so disrespectful. Uh, but we are here today. We have a special guest, Ms. Sharon Nixon. Um, she'll be joining us shortly. Um, but we have a number of hot topics that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, first, shout out to all of the people who have been messaging me. Um, one of them just came in a few seconds ago. Uh, but uh, Bash Top Blue Jewelry was shut down for a brief moment. I just had to get things in order. Um, the, this pandemic has been extremely stressful. And I did a great job, I think, of getting through it and moving and pivoting and all those uh, trigger words, uh, and it kind of came to a head uh, the end of last year after my grandmother passed, and I just needed some time for me, um, and I kept trying to take the time, and then I would come back too soon, and then I would need more time, and so I just took off a lot of time, um, and I'm getting back and getting in order, and we'll be open the weekend of Valentine's Day, so you come down. We have a, a nice sale, some new things I was working on, old things that we still have left <laughs> and um uh we'll have a couple artists that come in here too so that weekend for valentine's day we'll have um a, a nice special for you all that sunday so come on down uh bring your cards bring your money all that um no discounts allowed um but yeah so today we're gonna we have a couple hot topics we're going to be talking about some professional development. I am now working with the Baltimore Black Arts District. Um, shout out to Lady Breon, uh, Kenneth Morrison. Um, I'll be helping them with um, their marketplace, um, helping businesses to uh, get the skill sets, um, some professional development in terms of um, just boosting business, boosting promotion, whatever Whatever you may need for your business, come on out. Um, and we'll be having a monthly uh, meeting starting the end of this month uh, is our first one. So the promotion for that will be coming out shortly. Um, um, and part of it is a marketplace. So you, if you're a vendor, you can come out to it. Um, I'll have more information and how to sign up for that and all that jazz shortly. And then the other part, during the marketplace, we'll have a workshop for entrepreneurs, artists, people who want to be entrepreneurs, people already entrepreneurs in need, just some some catch-up, a little catch-up under their belt. Um, we'll be doing a number of workshops that will help you to just learn things. Our first one uh, will be on building a website, uh, an internet presence with a website. Um, uh, a lot of people, like myself, it's very difficult, um, and it's not the you know, easiest thing to do. But there are some people like our guest today who does websites. Um, and actually, uh, she's slated to be our first. Um, I got no information yet. So when I get information that I'll be like, oh, she's going to be the first. But <laughs> I haven't changed. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, so the workshops are really for all people. You can come even if you don't have a business yet. Um, it will, it's really helpful to you just acclimating yourself to that world, networking, 
And then we're going to do a survey uh, during each one of them, which I'll be giving out to you, just to see what your needs are, to see if what we're doing is beneficial to you. So I'll be working with um, the Baltimore Black Arts District, which is along that Pennsylvania Avenue corridor. If you are not familiar with it, it is designated, officially designated the Black Arts District now. Um, and a number of things are going on. Lady Breon is working her magic along with the city and a number of other organizations that's helping them fund and are supporting them in their efforts. So Pennsylvania Avenue in the next 10 years will look drastically different. Um, and really just how it used to look. It used to be very busy. It wasn't, you know, heavy on, you know, the outsideness of it all. I'm not going to speak on it, uh, but it's just building that area back up. They deserve it. We deserve a black, arts, a black arts district. And if you know the history of that area, there were a number of nightclubs, lounges that were owned by black people that you know. Billy Holiday got her start there and performed in a number of them. Red Fox had a, a um, uh, ooh, Red Fox had a nightclub, a lounge there, a number of comedy clubs and such, and they just want to bring that atmosphere back to Pennsylvania Avenue and kind of change that narrative. Um, if you didn't realize, Shake and Bake is now part of the city um, parks and recreation, so they're doing a lot of things there with the skating rink and the bowling alley um, and doing public events there, but because of the pandemic, things have been kind of on and off, <clears throat> but do your research if you're in the city. Do your research and understand what's going on around you, the changes that are coming. But without further ado, I'm going to invite my guest on, Miss Sharon Nixon. Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> How are you? I mute myself. I'm good. So, um, Today, I said we're going to do a number of hot topics, but before we get to that, can you give us some updates on uh, the Fashion Umbrella, Baltimore Fashion Week? If you don't know Sharon Nixon, she has been championing Baltimore's fashion uh, world with bringing in a number of designers and spotlight, spotlighting a number of designers from the city. So um, let me know who you are, let the people know and some updates on Baltimore Fashion Weeks and your new branding and your new verbiage, all that. Yes, so my name is, hi guys, thanks for having me, Nate, and Be Exposed Radio. Uh, my name is Sharon Nixon, and I'm the founder and chief volunteer for the Fashion Umbrella Foundation, and we are responsible for the design and creativity behind a lot of programs, but what I'm really happy about is the foundation and us being able to help you. So that's really, really important to me, but I'm also excited about the way Baltimore Fashion Week is moving from this year going forward. For those of you who may not know, I'm in charge of Baltimore Fashion Week, and this is our 15th season. So we have strategically, um, I guess revamp the platform and it's been broken out into little pieces. But right now it's just two, but we have other plans to branch Baltimore Fashion Week out so that it's not just a week that we have other days that others can participate as well. But coming up in August, August 13th through the 20th is the shows at BFW, which is really huge because it's different. It's not like the way we've done our shows in the past. It's more of um, 
so I can focus. Okay. It's more of a, a true industry fashion week environment. So mm -hmm. this year and moving forward, all designers that register will have their own time slot. They will have, it, will, it won't be as we've done in the past where it's a group of designers to showcase on a day. And if this works out, um, when we beta tested this season, we are going to expand it to our show that's going to happen May of next year, which is called, well, we'll talk about that when it gets closer to it. Of May, May of next year? May of, May of 2023, part two of the platform design. So I'm going to have to do something because I turned 40 next year in May. Oh, yes, you must present. You must. Even though I don't look like it. Like, you don't. You don't. You don't. You really don't. I'm not saying it because I'm here, but um, it's. I didn't think <laughs> you were that old. Okay. <laughs> I'm a grown ass mess. When I say I'm a grown ass man, that's what I mean. Grown ass man. <laughs> so, if, so if you're a grown a man, that must be a real <laughs> grown woman. Not gonna tell you about it. But because I'm 57. So, um, yeah, right? Right? So I'm really excited about fashion, you know, the shows at BFW, Baltimore Fashion Week, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the, the key thing is, is that moving forward, especially with the shows, you cannot buy tickets. It's invite only. Yeah, no tickets will be sold. All the seats in the venue belong to the designer. So the designer Ooh. has a number of seats and they can do what they want to do with them. They can sell them. They can give them away. They can invite whomever. I just need a we, because it is going to be a we. Yeah, I talked to my um, my right-hand person last night. She was like, oh, no. So the we will need your list by July 15th. And I'm really, really excited. Hey. Interviewing designers, so I'm, I'm excited. Well, maybe, maybe we might make the cut this time, Marnie. Maybe we might make the cut. But well, I'm, I'm really excited because... A lot of stuff happens in Baltimore, but I'm just waiting for people to begin to network together and be able to do those things. We have a lot of great designers in the city, and I want to see more of them emerge and take part in it because that's a, a pivotal part of how the mainstream fashion right. industry works. Yeah. But I'm looking on the local levels where the unity isn't really there. So yeah. there's a lot of people trying to market outside of their areas because inside seems to be, but you have activities like this where you are given that space and you're given that opportunity. So I hope people utilize it or we well, think, outside. I think a lot of uh, creatives, uh, because a lot of people, well, I think they don't know me, but everybody else says they do. They I, think the, I think the problem or the, the concern I have is that they don't step forward. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know why they don't. Um, they waiting to be asked. Say that again. They waiting to be asked. I guess. Or invited. But when you want something, it's up to you to reach out for it. And well, it's there. It's there for them. And you, But, you know, everything is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing where, you know, it's a panel of, it's just a, a panel of people that review the designer's collection. We ask very hard, I think they're hard and harsh questions. I mean, we get right down to the nit, 
of the nitty-gritty of it. And because we want to know, because you'll be presenting not only in front of your guests and audience that you invite, but you'll also be presenting in front of individuals that we that we invite uh, media professionals from the industry as well. So, you know, that's, I don't, I don't, I really don't, I wish I knew why, because they're here. They're definitely here. Baltimore can be right on the same level as New York. The style is here. The fashion is here. The attitude is here. I just don't know why they don't come out. And actually, Baltimore is one of them cities where people from New York come to look at our fashion. Baltimore is on that list of cities where people come and, and, and look at what we're doing here and how we are culturally, and then they take it back and make a bunch of millions of dollars. But we got to step up and begin to do that. Um, it looks well on you. Okay. Oh, thanks. <laughs> She's a yeah. fresh one, he is. Um, so in terms of... I not say nothing, but be quiet. In terms of the next two years, um, so this year and next year, moving on with with your uh, shows, where do you, you know? What do you want people to expect, or what can we expect? Um, well, what you, what's what you can out? expect is I'm sorry to cut you off. What you can expect is a different. It's the same type of production, but now we're basically not the ones doing everything. Before we were like, oh, okay, let's do this, this, this. Now the designers are coming in. We serve as a production company. Mm -hmm. So when you come in, we're giving you four walls, the ceiling, um, the set design this year. We're, uh, so this year I've been working with Harlequin Floors to get this type of, I guess I can share it, this type of flooring. So I've been looking at this. This is the type of flooring that the mm. anchor designers use to look like glass. So mm -hmm. my, my photographer has to tell me which one to get. So it's either going to be the silver one, the silver oh. one, or the black one. He has to tell me they're all the same price. Well, no, they're not too different. But, but he needs to tell me which one we're getting, and that's going to be the flooring. Um, the, the, way the venue's going to be, we're not making that public because I don't want people to bum rush because if you're not on the list, you're not getting in. You can't buy a ticket. But, um, even if we have another uh, mechanism that, to help the designers out, if they don't have that large client base, we're going to put the, the, uh, the tickets on Eventbrite and it's a free ticket. But the designer has to select who they want to be on in their seats. We don't have any say so over who comes in that's not our responsibility anymore. We're not selling tickets. You can't buy a ticket. And we, depending on how it works this year, my team and I will meet together and we'll decide if this is how we want to do it moving forward. Even for the show that we have coming, I think the date is slated for May 23rd, 2023. I think that's it. Um, is this my birthday? My birthday is May 24th. It is? So if the 23rd is on a Friday, we'll have it on your birthday, the 24th. How's that? How's that? Good? Okay. I'll give myself. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay.
<laughs> the, the form, I have to speak to my team because once again, that's their lane. They may not be ready to receive that bombardment of information. What's your name? Ann Sorry, come on. What's going on? <laughs> you know my work. I, I show up. I'm, I leave when y'all leave. Like, I'll leave early. I'll be on my phone. <laughs> You'll be on your phone like this? Mm -mm, I wasn't on my phone. My phone was charged up downstairs. 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 You, you did, you know, Nate's a very good assistant. Everybody should be very good. So, yeah, I'm just excited. I come early. Right. We're all excited. So. Mm -hmm. and well, that's, that sounds really good. I'm, a, I'm definitely working towards that. So that's something that I, I'm, I'm happy that now it's, it's in a space where you, where you wanted it to be. Oh. Or will you still be doing New York Fashion Week? Yes, we will be doing New York again. I'm waiting for this one space to tell me yes, because I've been following them and I've been calling them. It's like, not yet, Sharon, not yet. So as soon as they say yes, I'm booking. I'm not even going to the source space pictures. I already know which space I want. I just need to go to make sure the production area is big enough because mm -hmm. when we when we return back to the designer debut. At New York Fashion Week, I need to, because we're going to do the time slides for that as well. So it'll be a designer at this time, this time, and this time, depending on how large the collection is. So for New York, when we do the New York show, designers get to do a minimum of 50 looks. So that means 50, 50 models. So, you know, my <laughs> my homework gets longer and longer, it seems like. I just got a lump in my throat. Why? Because of 50 months? the past 20 ideas. <laughs> I need 30 more ideas. <laughs> I mean, you know, New York is a whole different, you mm -hmm. know, a whole different beast. And one thing I love about when we do our show in New York, we get to be on the Fashion Week online website, which is so awesome. So mm -hmm. I'm waiting to see if we can get on there for August, you know. I'm keep my fingers crossed and saying my prayers. Hopefully they'll. So to all the messy people that are constantly, specifically in that fashion world, if you do accessories, so on and so forth, uh, the messy individuals who always saying we don't have anything going on, you need to take the initiative to reach out and see what's going on. Even the fashionistas in the world, you know, that like to go out to Atlanta or DC to those events. Your city houses those types of things here, and it's up to you to reach out. Um, and, and that's why the media is so important here, because it helps to spread the message. But you got to you gotta click on something. You can't just scroll by it and be like, well, I had nothing to do here. But there's plenty of things to do uh, here. How have you had to pivot in this pandemic environment? It's been really weird uh, for me because, you know, we had our show last year, and that was very, uh, it was very emotional and trying for me. You know, I spent a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money making sure that the participants, which are the models, hairstylists, makeup artists, and at that time, the production interns were safe. I'm talking masks, hand sanitizer, spray mm -hmm. sanitizer, the, the, um, the plastic mask that you wear over your face. It was crazy, but we got through it. And I said, you know, we can get through this. That you know, the seats had to be safe distance. And I don't know how people can do events in yeah. this time and still have people sitting next to each other. I don't, I don't, 
I, every time I see it, I just cringe. Like, oh my God, you're such a super spreader. And I know they don't care. That's they don't a big thing. But you know, I, because I have a um, a colleague president who we in Baltimore County at the time, I was in constant communication with them about you know, we're, okay, we're doing this, we're doing that. Do we need to check temperatures? What are we doing as we do a, a COVID sheet to make sure that the models, when they go for their go-sees, they have to sign it. Temperatures are taken, masks are worn, you got to wait outside. Once this model leaves, we need three minutes to clean, you know, spray the area, then the next model can come in. You know, we did all of that. See, that's the stuff that people don't know. I know Baltimore County wasn't even requiring all that. No, they weren't, but I didn't care. The last thing I wanted was for somebody to get sick right. while they were doing the show. And we did have a model to reach reach out to me the day of. But if anybody knows me, they know that I don't have my phone the day of the event. I don't, if it's a problem, let me deal with it when it's over. I can't right now. And so she did reach out to us and let us know that she wouldn't be able to make it because her family had contracted COVID. And so and she was selected by all three of the designers. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, you either pivot or you fail. Yeah. It's one of the two. And for me, it, you know, was, I went through a depression bout and that was, that was really dark. And then, you know, when you're going through something like that mentally and emotionally, a lot of, you know, a lot of things play in your head and on your emotion or your heart. Like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Nobody's going to come because it's COVID. And you have to make that decision. Yeah. And so I made the decision with, you know, with my boy backing me that we were going to move forward and move safely because a lot of, some of my team members are, are my age or older. And so they're at a higher risk of contracting COVID and you got to be, you just have to be cautious. You can't, we're in a whole different arena of living now and you can't keep doing things we used to do. So when I see pictures of people doing shows and having events and everybody sitting beside each other, I'm like, oh my God, how is that the house? Because our back of house was mad spacious. Like we had models separating. You can't, I don't care if y'all know each other, you can't be sitting beside each other. You know, hair, makeup, they were spaced all over the place. It was crazy. And I know nobody else is doing that but us. It's not, and that's that's been one of the things that is I think that has gotten to me. That's what happened to me at the end of the year, coming into all of January as well, is you know, that's the part that got to me because I'm a I'm an artist. I'm always out doing something. And I haven't been able to do that. One, because things got restricted. But also, people wasn't taking that. It was being selfish. They wanted to get out. They wanted to do. They wanted to make money. And they didn't put people's lives. And it's probably, it probably would be more people here uh, today that did pass on that could have, if people did take that that time to just, just chill. It's right. tough on all of us. We all were struggling. Even the people who won't say they were struggling, we all were struggling because money stopped for many yeah. of us. So you have to figure out how to get that in order and how to figure things out. Here on the station, you know, thankfully we were already on internet. It just we just now went all virtual, which is tons of fun because now I don't have to schedule things so far in advance for people to be able to come to Baltimore to do the show. We can just send them a link, and now they're they're on it. But it's it's just how you you do it, and it was difficult. If you're used to just creating your space and doing it, it's really difficult. It was it's been difficult, and I think for me, it kind of 
came to a head at the end of last year because yeah. it just wasn't, it wasn't, you know, things did not, we, we go in the third year of this now. Yeah. And, and we're at year it, two of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think it's going to change. It might get better, mm-hmm. but it won't go, I don't think it will ever go back to the way it was. But with that being said, you know, I, I guess, well, I consider myself a creative man because I do all this art and paint stones and all that now. But that was part of my therapy so that I could stay mm-hmm. out of that dark place. Right. Um, and so when that happened, I had to find something to keep my mind occupied. And when it when it seems like it's trying to creep back in, I learn a new, a, a new skill. I go in my studio if it's only just to clean up. And so, you know, when you're running a business, like you know, you and I running businesses, you have to make the decision. Either you want to sink or swim. And I chose to swim. But me right. choosing to swim also meant that that me choosing to swim also meant that I knew that that swim would be very expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just have to figure it out. So, you know. Yeah. So speaking of the other things that you do, you've started a line of, you know, <laughs> incidentals and you're, you're designing glassware and you're doing acrylic acrylic objects and jewelry and it's so crazy and, I don't have anything in here that oh I do have some jewelry over there so you know part of the incidentals the state calls it the spinoffs um, I do acrylic course now I'll be my uh, wood panels come Monday so I'll be doing geo geo boards. I can't wait to do that. I do um, alcohol ink art and I'm doing my first one tonight. And I have the, here's the frame I showed the last night when I went live with this frame. Yay! So um, I'm really excited. You know, I, I do jewelry, I do hand-painted glasses, uh, acrylic pours, I said that um, wood burning, glass etching, glass um, engraving, you name it. I probably the only thing I don't have in my studio is a workhorse and a real drill. Like this is the kind you just with. I want one of them. I don't know why. I I'm, I'm scared because it. Well, people don't realize when you're doing accessories and um, knickerbracks and what they call them. You don't. Um, it's expensive. So it I is. know your your uh, Amazon is jumping because I know mine was, and I had to shut it off. Because it was too, like, when stuff is coming to your house every day and you got to think about what you... Yeah. What is he? I didn't... What happened with that? It's so bad. It got so bad to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I watch a YouTube video and then I'm the type of person from when I grew up because we didn't... We didn't have... We would run out. I'll buy enough so that I won't run out. Which is, uh, I think it's a sickness with me. So when I got into acrylic course, I bought my paints. When like Michael would have to say, oh, buy one, get one free. My whole card, I would spend like $100 in paints. That's a lot of tubes of paint. And while I was still sitting in my studio, then I got a with Arteza. And then, you know, being a part of the nonprofit, you get discounts there. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm waiting my um, wood panel to arrive Monday from Hobby Lobby. Just signed up with them being a nonprofit. Like, okay, I don't want to pay these taxes, what y'all are offering. And, you know, you just have to take advantage of things. But then my, my, I think my, I don't know if it's a problem or what it is, 
But if I see something and it's a really good deal, I'll mm-hmm. buy like two or three of them. So when I go back, if it's not there, at least I have it. I stop myself from doing that because um, when you know you have a problem is when you are going shopping for storage for those things. So when you need bookshelves and containers to put that stuff in, that's when you know you have a problem. And you should notice it before then, but that's your big red flag. I don't agree with that. I'm tell- I, I already know it. I know I have an issue. So I don't, I don't stockpile anymore. What I do is I buy enough because for me, I could buy a yard of fabric and it's not, you know, I'm making jewelry. So that lasts me longer, but I don't try to buy six yards because it's on sale. Sale does not mean cheap. Sale just means discount from what it normally is. And if you buy two or three of them, you might as well have just paid full price for right. one of them. Right. So I try not to do that. So, you know, especially places like Michael's, uh, I'm, I have, because there's not a Hobby Lobby in my vicinity, I have not had that issue. And somebody's been trying to take me there and I won't do it. Um, it depends. Hobby Lobby could be hit or miss. It depends. It, yeah. Well, Hobby Lobby, it really depends. Well, when you're making stuff, you can, for me, I can go into a dollar store or yeah. a hardware store and find materials. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've started doing that, but that's something else I've always, so like wire, I do a lot of wire wrapping. I don't go to you no know, craft store to get wire. I go to the hallway store because it's going to be right. cheaper. And you get right. more of it right. and it may be, comp- the price may be about the same, but you get more of it and it's probably more sturdier than what the, so the, in that class because I told you I need to take that class. Um. Well, I'm I'm literally just getting back and I'm literally. Oh, no, just but it's it's more virtual. It it will be more virtual, and then I'll do some small groups here because that's that's what I ran into last year. I did a couple small groups, and people not they want to take their mask off, and I'm not that person. Well, so do it virtually. Can you send us a list of supplies we need to get? Yeah, so I, I do do that. I work with, is a store called Be More Scrap here in Baltimore. And it's kind of like repurposed, reused. So I do a lot of workshops where it's more sustainable artwork, sustainable fashion, sustainable jewelry design. So I work with that store because they're like a thrift shop for art supplies. And you might want to be careful when you go down there because you're like, oh, ain't nothing in this store. But once you start looking around, you just start seeing things that connect with what you're doing. And it may be something that's used. A lot of art students, once they graduate, they got all these supplies they built up. Or somebody did something as a hobby or was trying to hate on you and was trying to do what you was doing. And then they got bored. So they send their stuff there when they no longer want it. Oh, my God. I would lose my mind. I don't want to go. It's great. It's great in Pig Town. Okay. Okay. And I also started an online showroom. I don't like to call it a boutique because that's a storefront. Oh, some of these storefronts ain't storefronts. So we can go with it. So what's in your showroom? Oh my God, just everything that I like. So everything on this site in the CK showroom is mm-hmm. everything that I would wear if I was smaller, maybe. But then we have a, a large collection of plus size clothes because I'm plus. So, you know, I put everything on the site. It's handpicked by me. 
Um, I don't have anybody to help me. I have the right communication with all of my vendors. Um, and I, a friend of mine, you know, we, we were both, we used to both be in the same uh, jewelry business and it was touchstone. And we would like flip flop off each other like, oh, I'm in this, oh, okay, I'm going to be in it. And so we would register. And then one day she called me and she said, what do you think about wholesale? I was like, wholesale and what? And I only think I could think of, you know, you got to have all this inventory, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. when you get organized, and you don't have to really worry about right. all of that per se. But I right. love it. I love it. And when you get into, when you get into that, because my, uh, my mom and stepdad used to do that, and we used to go up to New York. But now they're they're a lot better with the wholesaling because you don't have to get twenty or fifty or hundred pieces of something. They, I think, the least I've seen now. When some of them are, you can do one offs or a couple. So it's the industry is changing because they realize, you know, people are starting this from nothing often. So they, you can't buy a hundred skirts and right. you just open it up. So my, my, uh, you call these things, ring light came today, which is why I look so fabulous right now. That's because of my ring light. <laughs> and so I cannot I'm wait. telling you, Amazon. This ain't come from Amazon, though. Oh, okay. The, I got this from Walmart. Because you know I'm frugal, right? Okay. So I'm like, I'm not paying no $123, no 18-inch ring light. Oh, my God. So mm-hmm. I cannot wait to go live because I practiced a little bit early on my lunch break. I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. So I was like, mm-hmm. I was showing the clothes. It's so cool. So I'll probably be going live probably on Sunday. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, you know, and this is just showing through this pandemic, people learned how to sink or swim and you had to learn what pivoting really was and how it can really help you you know, to discover something else or something you've been doing could be very beneficial. And I think in moving on for many entrepreneurs, whether you're a strict artist or you're running a restaurant or whatever, uh, being able to, you know, balance that all is really what is necessary. Um, But as we move forward, we're going to talk a little bit more about Sharon Nixon and all that she does. Uh, But we have a couple hot topics. That oh. I wanted to get through today. I hope I know about them. Okay. And I'm a, well. I'm a, you know what? I'm gonna start off with a message that I wrote on Facebook today. I don't go off because I'm getting older, and I don't care as much. Oh, right. But when it's something that when it's something that really means something to me, I I speak my mind. Uh, so I wrote earlier. Uh, I have witnessed more outrage and protests over a monkey on a black boy's t-shirt or the complexion of an actor playing a role than I have over the deliberate attacks on many of our black individuals in our communities. Uh, We complain to anyone that will listen about all of the injustices and inequalities in our black communities that we stand by and let our own be publicly and wrongfully beaten down. We scream and we scream about black pride and unity economically while watching our black brothers and sisters be stripped of their dignity. We bandwagon and support those non-black people for the sake of a dollar and fake social climbing 
while ignoring the harsh treatment of our own. The reactions or lack thereof I've seen in reference to Whoopi Goldberg and our uh, state's attorney, Marilyn Mosby, is embarrassing. Uh, these two Black women aren't the only ones or the first ones that we have let down or let take an un- let take an unnecessary fall while we pick and choose who we will stand up for. Who you like should not outweigh what is right or who is best for the job. We can't continue to give other races and cultures permission to dismantle our communities and treat our Black race and culture like a game of chess. Words have power. Be mindful of the words you choose when speaking on our own. They may be the very words used to pull the rug from underneath you. So um, I just I had just gotten overwhelmed with keeping up with the Marilyn Mosby indictment trial and uh, Whoopi Goldberg and this new thing of her being suspended from the view. So I'm gonna start with Marilyn Mosby, and I haven't done as much because a lot of it is a lot of speculation, a lot of information hasn't been put out after what her charges were. And she has been charged with, uh, Monty, what, what was the official charge? I think she was charged for um, lying upon a mortgage application for two homes that she purchased in um, Florida during the uh, pandemic. And which is a tax issue because if she lied on anything, it should not affect her job. Uh, but to give her a charge of indictment uh, five months or four months before her reelection is a political move. Um, and my anger and frustration comes because we have a governor that continues to, we still don't see the receipts from all of those. Um, items him and his wife bought from China over the pandemic. And I haven't seen any of the receipts. I haven't heard about them being used. They just spent all this taxpayer money and we just let them keep doing it. You know, a, a number of our white mayors have done things and governors have done things and we have no record or, um, or outcry for that. But you've had three mayors in a row being charged or alleged to be charged or given charges, uh, allegedly, uh, of bad doing. One is actually just got out of jail. Pew, our former mayor, she'll be on um, prom, I think, mob divas or something like that soon. Uh, Sheila Dixon will never be able to live down something that happened between her and somebody she was dating. And then, of course, that other lady, Stephanie Rawlins-Blake. Um, and it's just whether you like them or not matters little. But if they were doing the job that they were supposed to be doing, as in the case of um, Marilyn Mosby, who I think has done a phenomenal job, because you actually know who she is. Do you know who the state's attorney was before Marilyn Mosby? Um, we have no clue because they were not active in our community. They just came out for press conferences and they went back to their offices and collected their millions. While this black woman has been hounded and what is said, they're using us to do it. As many of us who claim she's arrogant, she's pompous, she doesn't know how to do her job, and we're pushing the narrative that these white people, i.e. the Baltimore Sun and such, is uh, pushing on her. Um, are you familiar with her at all? 
Well, I've I've been watching it in the mornings and um Sally <laughs> watch the news on what sir it's horrible. I can't do it. <laughs> I mean I watch it, I hear it in the morning and I'm it just mm-hmm. like if if it's if it's true, I'm not saying it is, so don't nobody come for me. I'm just saying if it's true, like mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't talk to somebody about this before? Like did you think that mm-hmm. I mean they've been or they've been after her since Freddie Gray. So, Since 2015 when she got here. That was Freddie Gray. 2015. Oh, hey, mom. It just seems yeah. like they've been coming for her or wanting something for her ever since then when she said she was taking the officers to trial and huh? that's just like unheard of. And couldn't get them acquitted. Yeah, yeah. And ever since then, she's just been on somebody's radar. And they've been trying to get her out. She's you, if you're not really digging, how would you know? If you're not really digging, how would you know that all of this took place? And how did how did they get the records? I mean, are they public? Where's well, the as a as a public servant, anytime you get a gift or you make per, major purchases, you have to um, submit that. That's that's. Okay. It's not public information, but you have to submit it. Like that's what happened with yeah, you have to disclose okay. money and, and, and purchases and things of that nature. Just to keep your integrity, that's what happened with Sheila Dixon. Had she said, this man gave me these things, because it was a list of things outside of the gift cards that he gave her that she didn't report. Like, I think he bought our fur coat mm-hmm. and a number of other things. Being somebody that was courting her or dating her would do. But because she's a public servant, she had to... Finance um, yeah, she had to disclose those things. And he can get a, um, a value to it. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just report the value of it. Right. But with with Marilyn Mosby, since she's got in office, when she first got in office, the people who were in her office, she had to fire most of her staff because yeah. they were still speaking out against her and campaigning for the man who lost. Yeah. So that was her first, that's the first thing you heard about her. People were suing her because she was firing them. And you can't sue her in Maryland because we're at real state, so I can buy you for anything. Right, right. I gave them enough respect to let them know I have to let you go because your love for our last person in this seat is a conflict of interest in this office. And it right. was. They were speaking out on their social media about how horrible she was, and she had just started. And then a few months later, Freddie Gray had. So right. since she got in office, it's been a... A system of uh, we got to get her out there, and now we're doing it because now yeah. people are walking around claiming she's putting all these black people in jail. She is a prosecutor; that is her job to prosecute. So, what do you think about the one? <clears throat> excuse me, young man who who got out. He the one who put the apartment on fire and said, "You know, I shouldn't have been out." Blah blah blah, and now they're bringing him back to court. What do you What do you think about that? Yeah, I didn't. I haven't heard of that one, but she helped to get a lot of people out of jail. Right. Um, she was one of the people that helped to get a lot of people out of jail, and that didn't have heinous crimes. But again, we, for me, and this is the part that we have to understand: not everybody in jail is innocent. There are a lot of innocent people in jail, but not everybody in jail is innocent. And we kind of stop, you know, stay spooky. Free Pookie, justice for Pookie. No, Pookie, Pookie killed those people. Pookie really did that. He did it. He's on. He's he's got life because he killed people. 
So we can't pre-Pookie because Pookie might kill somebody else. But that's that's our mindset. My, the purpose of me writing that on social media is it's us. Like, mm-hmm. we don't support... whether If I don't like Marilyn Mosley, whatever, whether I like her or not, whether I like my supervisor or not, whether I like the people I work with or not, it doesn't determine how I work with them.
She's not for the cause. She's not. I mean, I, well, that that is if, when you explain like that. I think that when it comes to stuff like that, it's a. It's and I don't think she's trying to hit the damn white man. I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> it might be one. You don't know. You'll figure that out. <laughs> I'll never tell. I'll never tell. You, you know how I am. I'm gonna just ask somebody. You'll never know. Um, you know, sometimes people they just when they can't have what you have, then they attack you, and they make mm-hmm. it hard for you. Um, right. I'm, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that right there. So, like I, for you, you, you. You have a benefactor outside of the fashion umbrella. That's what we call our jobs. They call benefactors. Um, oh, I I, I want to say like you had like a sugar daddy on to the side of something. I don't see but, <laughs> I had to I had to clear it up so people didn't take that. Great parents and all that. I need a sugar daddy. Like, hey, hey. All I want is money. That's all I want. You get right on Facebook now. They got a whole love section on that. I'm now. good. I'm good. I'm, I'm just saying, it's there if you need I'm good. it. Continue, but, continue. I'm good. I'm good. But in, in terms of like working, you know, a lot of our companies have morality clauses, and that's one of them. You know, if the 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 heat is on you, they can suspend you or write you up or let you go. How do you balance doing your work with then having a benefactor on the side? I uh, keep my. I don't talk about it. If people know, they know. Okay. Because um, when I first started, it was a huge, when I say huge, it wasn't even, I mean, I couldn't even write a press release the right way when I first started. And people were hating on me. I'm like, yo, I haven't even done that. It's 2006. I'm thinking about it. I'm meeting with people. But we haven't even done our first show. Like, I don't get it. I'm just, I'm just trying to get, can somebody help me here? And it, it was crazy. Like when people mm-hmm. think you're going to go further than they are, they will do whatever they can. Because, you know, I had my thought with the sun. They thought that that shit they wrote was going to do something. It did something. Mm-hmm. I my seats. And yes, it was holy. But mm-hmm. other than that, you know, it was just like, why? Was that really necessary? Because one of their friends oh, wasn't they, doing it. You took a job one of them friends wanted. Well, well, that too, that too. And then when you tell, I've noticed that, you know, working here in this region, that when you tell people no, they do not like to hear no. Mm-hmm. And over here, mm-hmm. we, me and my team members, if, if, if it's no, it's no. I'm sorry. No, I'm on the 19th when we have our casting. I might probably have to turn some people away because they'll come in there thinking in their mind, say, oh, I got this. But then when you start, you take three steps. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, Max. You know, they're looking at me like, well, she thinks she is. You know, I've been getting that since we started. People do not like to be told no. No, we don't do that here. Or you can't do that. Or you need to, I'm sorry, we don't allow that here. And I think it's because everybody on my team is black. Everybody except for Doug. And he's, he's he quoted him as being black. That's the white man? Okay. (laughs) So, you know, Uncle Doug. Found them. Found them. (laughs) Found them. And so, you know, when they see all of us, they think, number one, it's unprofessional. That's the first thing. They think think black 
black business is cheap business. That's right. The- right. And it's so not that. It's so not that. This brain up here is so invisibly smart. Mm-hmm. They they don't even have a clue. And until and when they realize they have one, it's too late. Like we don't right. really, then you can't even get in. You can't even buy a ticket now. They really go. They really go really get you for that. No, I better be nice. That's why I social media. But then you know, even along the lines of what we're talking about and hot topics, but it's it's still we have to be better. Yeah, we you do. Know that statement that I wrote, I'm gonna share it in every group. I, I'm gonna keep it at the top of my page because it just it angers me that we are that way again. White people don't have to be racist or discriminatory against us anymore because we do it for them. We, we do. They people. just sit back and watch. They just sit back and watch. Oprah just said something along the lines of that. Like once you once you exceed people's expectations, they begin to say, Who do that person think they are? Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm supposed to stay down here. I'm not supposed to grow, and no. I'm definitely not supposed to tell you no. No. Because you you're I, I went from being difficult to um I don't know what I'm doing. But that's a business. But yeah. but if you are a true business person, uh-huh. like you and I are business people, and we have bumped heads a few times, but it's business. Like it's business. Like I told that if it's I not personal, me, it's not. It's not. And we get up in the morning and we love each other the same way we did two days ago. But some mm-hmm. people they can't they can't differentiate between the two, right. personal and business, and which you need to understand. That whenever you come over here, it's business. So what you see on Facebook or Instagram or my reels or whatever you see Antoine doing his TikToks, it's a whole different beast when it comes to Fashion Umbrella Foundation. Mm-hmm. And that's the part, that's the huge disconnect that they don't understand. And I'm quite sure with your business, and you and I were talking days ago about a situation similar to this, it's just like, just open your mouth. Because whenever people try to be slick, Mm-hmm. We always end up finding out about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, they just need to if we were all work together. Just like um someone posted about turning a gallery into um uh black walls. That could be done. That could I think it could possibly be done, but too many people would I think mm-hmm. too this is just my opinion, not saying that people are like this. But too many people, I think, would try to have that crab, that crab in a barrel mentality instead of saying, look, let me let me show you how to do this. I can't tell you how many times people call me and they ask me how to do something. And I tell them because either I've been through it or I'm telling you, don't but they're do not it. asking you how to do something. They're asking you to do it. They're asking you to do it. Why did they call somebody to tell them what they want to hear? And then when the shit falls in their lap and it's wrong and now you can't correct it, what do you want me to do about it? I tried to tell you. Yeah. But you didn't want to hear well, that's, that's, And that, that takes us to the third topic for the day. And it's just that, you know, I call it, I mean, for me, it's artist development, but just development. Yeah. And it's, and it's in many cases, um, I had an incident maybe a couple months ago um, in my neighborhood, there's an individual that's buying up property and they're doing, I'm not going to say specifically where I'm at or who that person is, but I am um, 
I, before I got this space, they were doing something where they were bringing businesses together and, and all that. But I live in that neighborhood on that block and they, they, uh, was going to charge me to sit outside of my door to, to do what I was already doing. And I said, no. And fast forward, they just asked me for the property owner's information because they wanted to buy my building. Now that was a slap on the that was a slap in the face. Wow. You could go to the house want to buy my my home from me. And it, yeah. it just the way we do business with each other. Forget about every other race or culture of people. I'm speaking about us. The way we do business with each other is why we can't sustain anything. And then you don't want to take criticism because you make it personal. It's not personal. It's somebody that's honestly looking at you saying, this is wrong. This is not how. And I've had to learn how to be that direct uh, with people because I would just be quiet. And I don't like seeing people fall off a cliff. So if I see it, I'm going to say it. Uh, and you could say, I don't give you anything that's law. I, all I do is give you other options. Right. You take what I, from what I tell you and do it. But people don't ask you for help. They want you to do it for them. Right. And that's where the, that's when the word no becomes a problem. So you don't want to help me? No, I want to do it for you. I want to give you the resources, and then you go ahead and do it. Right. I love seeing everybody win. Whenever right. somebody asks me to do something, I'm there. And it's never. I never ask how much. I'm. I'm starting to do that. You right. know, I'm starting to get it in writing because people will take advantage of it, yeah. and they don't care what it what it costs you to be that open and that supportive and that helpful. You know, for me, I always if I can't pay you, I'm gonna figure out how to get you paid so I can get things that I need. Right. Then you get them paid. I've had. I've had several individuals, I've gotten them money streams, and then they just, they it's told me, oh, I don't have time right now. But you had time to go collect that money I just got you. But it's, how do you feel we can make, you know, within our Black culture, our economic system better in terms of how we do business with each other, how we, you know, this pandemic has brought on a number of restaurants, boutiques, um, event halls, catering companies, everybody who wanted to do something, they had the time and now a couple extra dollars to help them towards that. How do we, across the board, help with, say, customer service and just business development, not just putting a price on something because I want to get this amount of money from it, not that this is the value of it. Right. I'm going to charge you accordingly or I'm going to keep my doors open so people have time to get here and my my business hours isn't interfering with my club time. Right. right. You opened up a business and you want people to support you when you got the time, not when it's convenient for that the person supplying you the right. product. But how do we improve that? Just, a, a, I guess, a general statement and then, you know, maybe at some point we can get specific about it, but just in, in general, how do you think that, we can improve it? I don't have any um, shade against anyone during the pandemic who wanted to start something new. You do? Okay, I don't. Um, I, I think it's good that people had a dream or vision and they mm-hmm. wanted to update and they wanted to expand the time. and bring it to life, but you got to do your research. 
if you've never dabbled in that business, like I said, before I even came up with a name for the showroom, I spent, I know at least, I think I started in 2019. And I was like, man, this is a lot of work. Do I really want to do this? Mm-hmm. And my mentor, you know, she's still my mentor to this day. She's like, you know, Sharon, get up. We got to do this. We got to do that. Because I don't start, well, for me, I don't start anything that I can't see to to its end to be successful. But a lot of people, you know, let's take, I'm in, a, I'm in a group on Facebook, and it's a lot of boutique owners in there. And you can tell the ones who are really, I can't say they're passionate, but they're really business smart about their boutique. Like, mm-hmm. you have people that are complaining about, oh, can we get white bags instead of pink bags? If you want white bags or pink bags, then you need to buy them. Do you want the prices to go for everybody else because you want white bags? Like that's the kind of conversation. So I had to, I had to remove myself. The group was like, you just woke up and said, "Oh, I'm so surprised because my girlfriend, she got a, um, she on TikTok and she's selling stuff and doing this." And I'm, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 I'm saying as a person who went to school to learn my craft or to not to learn it, but to expand and to get a foundation in my craft, things that I'm talented in. I also understand somebody who just want to do something and they have the time and the means to be able to do it. And sometimes you got to throw caution with the wind. I started Bash Top Blue Jewelry because on vacation and I had gotten fired. And I got, uh, they closed down my company and what they call it when they give you the um, severance. Severance pay. So my severance pay, I was getting severance pay. And I started the business because I was already doing it, but I wasn't doing, I was babysitting because I had the job. But I just jumped out there and I did make a lot of mistakes. You have to be prepared for the mistakes. But you said something that makes the difference, a mentor. Right. And I come from a generation, being 38, a generation where mentorship kind of fell off. You know, I had a mentor, literally, I had a mentor when I was young, but he got, you know, him and his wife were older and she got pregnant. They lost the baby and I never had a mentor again. I guess the, I don't want to be around nobody's children if I can't have my own. Right. Right. I, right. I get that. I understand that. But I didn't, I then it became hard for me to find somebody who would mentor me, not because I wasn't doing it, but the people, that, the older people that, that were older in my generation, they began to compete with the people who they should have been mentoring. Right. Versus being, you know, strong and confident in what you know how to do and then passing that along to somebody who's coming up. But a lot of people started doing resume building. And res- I call, you know, teachers became resume builders. You know, administrators at the colleges became resume builders. So I'm not teaching you so you can learn. I'm teaching you so you can help build my resume. Right. And that's what mentors became. Internships became less about you teaching somebody something and more about you needing these things done for your business. Right, right, right. And then on the flip side of that, you get a mentor. And if they see that you're going to be more successful than they were, then you got that issue. Yeah. I'm just so glad that, you know, me, I'm very transparent and I keep it 100 all the time. So, you know, I, 
Yeah, I am. And so, you know, Park Heights, 21215. Oh, so, no, Park Heights, get her off of my, get her off my line. That's right. So, you know, for me, it was important that when I had my mentor, that they didn't get offended or get in their feelings. Mm-hmm. When they could see, because, you know, I'm very visual. And when it comes to marketing, I have some really creative ideas. And up to a person that may not think that way, oh, she thinks yeah. she's trying to be all this and that. She's being all extra. And then that relationship is cut off. I'm like, yo, what the? I'm yeah. just trying to tell you. And it's frustrating because it's like you, I'm I'm willing to, if you're mentoring me or if I'm learning something, I'm going to put in the work. So if I come to help out a Baltimore Fashion Week event, I'm going to be there. Right. So I need to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to stay. And I'm, I learned that because I would see people come and it's supposed to be something where we're gaining opportunities or lessons and they were either on their phone or they leave early, they come late. And I was like, I'm not going to be like that. And for a moment there, I, I, you know, I wanted to stop doing that, but because it's in me now to do that, it was hard for me to stop. But the moment I started saying, no, I can't do this. I can't be as faithful as you need me to be because you're not looking out for me. Right. Right. And now, you know, feed me something, right. you know, do something. I mean, but people don't even think about stuff like that. And they don't think you know, about how to content. You have to, your retention rate cannot be yeah. so haphazard that you find the new people every single time to help you. Yeah. yeah. And that was, that was a, a issue with uh, when it came down to fashion week and then one day I was like, I need to feed these people. You know, mm-hmm. okay, I give them time to go get some people. I'm like, wait a minute. And then that became another line item in the budget. And what people don't know is that if we don't get the proper amount of sponsorship we need, guess who got paid for it? This chick right here. Mm-hmm. She got that. I mean, you can't go to Starbucks. You can't buy the resin you like to buy. You can't do this. You can't do that because, you know, when you get your no check. No Starbucks. Oh, shit, about to go blow up with no Starbucks. About <laughs> <laughs> to blow some shit up. I train myself very well not to spend that $5.24 cup of coffee. I can't, I can't do it no more. I can't. You don't, okay. you don't drink Starbucks no more? No. Oh. I don't even drink it. I know that's not the same. So, but it's just, you know, it depends on your mentor and the type of person that wants to be a mentor because they could be there, like you said, to use you or they could be there to help you and want to see you succeed. That's the difference. If the person genuinely wants to see you succeed. Some people say they want to see you succeed, but they just want to, you know, see what you got. And then when you do blow up, they don't want nothing to do with you. Well, they want you to succeed so they can pull from you. They can lean on you. I'm sorry, I'm cold again. But that's just, you know, so I don't don't bash people. I, I was in an argument with a gentleman the other day. And he was like, Nate, you're just talking bad about them. I said, no. Like, I support, like, I would have money in my pocket right now if I didn't buy everybody's damn T-shirt during the pandemic. Everybody's $50 T-shirt during the damn pandemic. Or I didn't, every time somebody opened up another damn restaurant, I'm ordering from them. You know, to support, like, I would have more if I supported myself 100%. So it's, it's, it's just a standard because it's how we treat each other. If you're the store owner and somebody like me walk in, you're not even expecting for me to buy anything or you, you think I need a discount or 
I want a discount in every store I go in. It's not just because it's your black store or your customer service is not in line with you even thinking about me. Right, right. I have to pay. I'm paying for your bags now. I got to pay for your credit card machine. I got to pay because the company upcharge you. Some of those things I get, but other things, what are you doing? What is your contribution to your business? Right, right. You know, how how am I being treated as a customer? And, you know, a lot of that, I've made mistakes. You know, at the end of last year, I forgot to put my my website on hold. So orders came in. And because I was in my space, I didn't see them. Oh, wow. You know, and I had some customers that were really polite. I had some customers that just bashed me all on social media or, and it was, it, it wasn't who I am. Like if I said, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do it. Right. But you know, at some point, you, I had, I should have communicated better. I should have made sure I put the website on hold, you know, or closed it, or and put a sign up. But you know, we don't respect each other. And but when we're in that situation, we want all of the understanding. Right. But when we walk into a store, we want to be treated as if I have a million dollars in my pocket. But, you know, you have to give that type of respect to receive. And I don't think we're in a space right now where we are necessarily understanding of that. And I want to really help kind of bridge some of those gaps, bringing in mentorship and and doing some professional development, because a lot of us really need it. I would not have spent nearly as much money on Vegetable News since like 2012. Or 2000, I think it was like 2000, no, 2008, actually. Uh, I would not have spent nearly as much money on it if I would have done a little bit more research or, you know, understood how cutthroat this industry could be. How if I get a, a vendor in Asia, how they're going to steal my design and sell it on their website, mm-hmm. you know, or people will, you know, beg you for a discount and then go sell your stuff on their site. I didn't know that. You know, but I've been thankful to have a lot of nice customers who are really supportive. Yeah. And really, in the last year, that's what I've built my brand off of. You know, I don't even create images no more. It's just the images they send to me now. I just, you know, show them all. And that's been really helpful because then their friends see them on my page. And, you know, when you start treating people well and putting them first or putting them up, you know, higher than what you're putting them, you'll receive a lot. But um, what what can we do right now to support businesses? Or how should we support businesses in that way? Like teaching, learning, mentorship, all that. I guess, uh, you know, everybody's doing a masterclass nowadays. But I, I guess professional development, like you mentioned, or courses or I don't know. I don't They're know. Coming They're people, coming up. But people don't want to hear that they need help though. They they don't want to hear that they need some type of assistance. They don't. Right. They think they know it all. But when I come into your your mm-hmm. storefront or your business and I'm waiting to be waited on and you got two people behind the counter looking at their phone, I'm not saying and I'm not gonna say anything to you either. But then as soon as I go to another store that's another race and I give them my money, now you tell me where I need to spend my money. But when I was over there, y'all act like you didn't see me. Yeah. 
treat me like I was somebody, you know, one of your homegirls. I'm a businesswoman. So when I go anywhere to spend my money, I expect 159.8% customer service. And if That's I don't no matter what business you have. It's not, it's not, it's not. It's yeah. Not. It's just it's just how we do business. And you you learn some of those things working for other people, but as you begin to develop your own business. Take what you learned there and adapt that. The reason they were able to pay you, whether it was good money or bad money, they were still paying you, is because of their processes and their guidelines and so on and so forth. But we have to figure out how to adapt those things that we had, that we learned in a nine to five to what we're doing. Those same processes is a business. You just make them better if they wasn't that good at that business or you can, whatever you saw that was wrong about them, make them right. But right. you that's a template for you to start off with. That's how I started doing business. You know, all the jobs, all the jobs that I've ever had. You know, I just, I knew how to train people. I knew how to sell. I knew how to do those things because of all my other jobs. And I brought that to uh, my business eventually. 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 Because I never worked at a jewelry store because I didn't know that word, but, but I didn't think, know how I could take that. Because the type of jewelry you do, I don't know. I mean, if you say you worked at a, uh, what's my favorite store? Uh, um, Edward Brown, the, mm-hmm. the state jewelers. Suppose mm-hmm. you worked there, would you get the same knowledge and experience? Would that, that being situated in that platform, would that help you with what you're doing now? Because your, your artwork and your jewelry is so so eclectic that it's not. It's so a on the business side. A business side of it is still a. It's still considered jewelry. So marketing okay. and branding that the business side of it would have been helpful if I'd have thought out that. Right. But the okay. jewelry wasn't something. I, I I worked in theaters. I worked in the school system. So I everything else I did. I worked environments that I. So I knew what I was doing by the time I got to school. And right. learn, but I didn't do that for jewelry, so I had to learn a lot of, you know, you know, you gotta me being in this this space that I'm in now. I learned how to, I really learned how to make jewelry totally different because now I have everything up on the wall and I can see it and I see when something's selling. I know what what's not selling. Before I used to put everything in a little ziploc bag and case. And I will carry it around with me and you can go through the treasure hunt. That was my whole, you know, business model is a treasure drawer. Just go in it and find your treasure. But now it's a different, I don't do that no more because I don't have the energy to walk around for that. And and then I'm not going to pull it out if I do have it. So this model works better for me because I have a place for people to come and I have a space to be able to ship my stuff out and, so it's, it's just how you grow. And I, you know, a lot of this stuff I had to just watch people because I didn't have a lot of people who were willing to teach me. It's because there's a field where people will take your your business model and they'll start their own business. Yeah. On the same thing. And I have plenty of friends that make jewelry now. And then when they get bored, they bring me their stuff. <laughs> Lucky you. <So, again. laughs> I mean, I, that's just, I stopped getting mad about it because these were my customers. Yeah, they would then they they would go and start making jewelry that I was selling them, and I was like, okay, you really like that, but now you're making it. 
And now I'll be like, okay. And I'm just waiting for the day they bring me a bag full of beads or because it's go it's coming. It happens like clockwork. Wow. I don't I don't take the supplies anymore because I don't want them to feel like they're now my business. So I send them to that art supply store oh, that okay. I spoke about. We gotta go. I want us to go one day. It is, I mean, you're gonna it's because you're doing different things now, you're going to find ideas and it's a place to kind of spark ideas because you have to, it's like a, going to a thrift shop. Like Ooh, you gotta dig I love thrifting. Oh my God, I love thrifting. Yeah, that's that's basically what it is. They sell fabric, they sell old, like a lot of students that went to MICA, you know, uh, they bring their art supplies down there and... They have paints? They have paints. Like if I didn't use all this paint, I'm gonna go take this paint. So it might be a half way full. You might gotta add some water to it. It's acrylic. I had water to it anyway. Water and flow trail. So flow trail. Yeah. So let's let's go. Where we going? Here we go. Well, we go tomorrow, but it has fancy leather. What's tomorrow? Oh well, I can't do it tomorrow. Oh, I have another store to see. I see. Okay, we talk after we get up here. We'll talk. Mm, we can make a Sunday out of so figure that out. So um, again, give us your information where we can find you at on social media. Um, you know what's coming up, some dates for us to look forward to, some websites. So you can find me on social media on Instagram at Sharon Nixon, and I'm also on Facebook. I'm trying to get over there to the IG world. I'm doing reels, you know, and I got my little ring light to things to be more productive for me. And, you know, we have Fashion Week on the 19th of February is the model cast thing, which is going to be huge. Are you coming down yeah, for that? February the 19th? Yeah, it's a Saturday. I can't watch you dig into people. It's I a lot of... Dig into people. Stop! I'm going to record it because that's a, re- that's a reality show. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not that bad. I was going register because of your phone. Do they have to. I mean, well, they don't really want it then. No. Is it? Is it a sign up? Like, what do they have to? They have to go to the Benai Agency, which is T H E B is in boy A and it's an Nancy Y Agency dot com. The Benai Agency is handling all the models this year, and they have to complete a form on the form because I just when I showed this to. My thirty-nine registration forms that will not get the address because they did not follow directions. On the well, form, I'm gonna bring my niece down there because I want her to form, do something. It says that when you complete this, you have to take a picture and wear it all black. Let me tell you how many pictures I received with them posing. They got on jeans. They on the run. I didn't ask for that. I just need you to wear all black. You stand in front of that door right there and take a picture. I'm good. That's all I need. That is a raw image. So send me the link there. Agencies that sent model forms and they did not, they didn't follow directions. Well, are they agency? We just finished talking about business. And all this that you, you call it. If you call yourself an agency, then when I speak the language I speak, you should be able to understand it. I, if, I, if you say to me, well, what does that mean? I'm hanging up. You expect I'm not a lot. responding back to your email. You wasting my time. I'm not. You got a I'm lot not. of expectations in here. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna send me the link. I'm gonna see if my niece is doing. Is this a lot of expectations? 
she's taller than I am now, and I just want her to do something before she become an Instagram model. Oh, Instagram models are cute. They make money. No, no. Oh, no? No. Uh-uh. no. No, okay. All right. Oh, I sent you those pictures posing and all that. I don't want oh, see, to... those those are the pictures we don't accept. So if she wouldn't get the date or the location anyway. I'm gonna send you a picture of her. She's very beautiful. She has these big old eyes and she's very um very sweet. I just don't want her. She's grown, she's 18 now. I have an 18 year old niece. I don't know how that happened. But um yeah. Well I know how it happened, but it's uh yeah. Well, you know. Just bring her, you know, well, make her fill out the form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go back for a second. Y'all can have a seat over there. She's not, but she's very shy. And I, I just want to do stuff that will bring her out of her. Yeah. Stuff. She thinks she's pretty because she got boobies now and all that. So. Oh, boobies are good. They're not. She's still no. my niece. Okay, she's still your niece. <laughs> she's still my niece. They're not good. Okay. But um, but so as so, what about your website? What's the the website? Oh, the website. Um, you can go to fashionumbrella.org, and on the website are all about fundraising events. And another thing, I want to let people know that anything that we do over here, like all of this art you see behind me, it's all to raise money for the foundation. None mm-hmm. of it, the the showroom, all of it. When the the when we get the um. The money's come in. It was somebody purchases something. It goes straight to the foundation's bank account. It does not hit my account. It is all a fundraiser. I need to do whatever I need to do to keep this on the doors, invisible doors now, but the doors of the organization opening these programs alive because we are working on um, a work readiness program that's launching in April. And I'm mm-hmm. very, very excited about that. And it came about the uh, news report that I watched uh, early this week and really tore me up inside. Um, and so from that emotional breakdown I had came another program that we're going to do. It's going to be um, annual by annual. We have, I've reached out to people who aren't even in Merle um, that are willing mm-hmm. to assist and help us virtually. We think it's going to be about a six to 12 week program and I'm writing up the finalization, you know, the final program of writing it all out, including the budget. Hopefully I can have it done by Sunday because I need to apply for two grants. So, yeah. But I, I do have a question. How is Miss Virginia doing? Oh, she's good! <laughs> she's this good! A little mad at me because I was like, Ma, we're not doing gift bags. We're not doing gift bags. All of them feelings were hurt. So in the interview, we had an interview last night with the designer and we spoke about, you know, swag gift bags for the front row. And I slipped and said how much product we had left from last year. Like we have so, my God, it's sick. I just want to throw it all in the trash. And she said, so why don't you do gift bags for the front row? I was like, oh, we'll let my mother do that because she wants to do that. So I called her and she tried to act like she was excited. I was like, fine. You get to do gift bags. Aren't you excited? She already got the stuff out and ready oh already. God. She got the people ready. She want to call. She was so hurt when I told her he wasn't going about a month ago. So now I said, all you need to do, I said, you can do all the footwork. All I need to know is how much it costs. You know how I like to spend my money. Don't be bringing no crazy prices. 
I need the bags imprinted. I'm not using. She said, well, you're not going to use the Quaker acid. No. Sometimes you need to let some stuff go and mm-hmm. let the people who mass produce let them do it. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that anymore. Yeah. I have too much going on to be worried about cutting a vinyl sticker and putting it on the bag. Hey, somebody to do that. I'm not. If Miss Virginia learned how to cut some vinyl, this would be a um it's gonna be a whole nother party. <laughs> she she won't learn over here because I'm not teaching her. Maybe my maybe my sister-in-law's mother can show her because she got a cricket, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. She mean. Miss Virginia, if y'all don't realize Miss Virginia, she was um in the office every day making calls, making coffee. Um, she they was, she was they the voice of it. To eat, you want something? Like, wow, I think it's a problem, but I want to see. these coupons for you. <laughs> no, I'm not paying for it. Got your buddy? I'll cut you paying for it. Hey. It was excellent. So nice. Tell I said hello. Well, I will. But as, I don't know. She might be. But Virginia on Facebook, what is going on? <laughs> Oh no, it's too much going on in this world. Uh-uh. Oh, she'll probably she'll probably when I tell her your page, I'll send her your page. She'll be following you. Call me. Hey, guys, how you doing? She's not gonna send a message. She's so cute. Nah, cause she's not gonna get me with none of them church practices. No, I ain't never win one of them. No, with them raffle tickets. No, never mind in Facebook page. <laughs> we already friends now. Ah. Oh, my God. I can't those uh, church uh, raffle tickets. <laughs> um, but uh, our last question to you, what advice would you give to your 17-year-old self, and what question would you ask to your 100-year-old self? The question I would ask to my 100-year-old self would probably be why did you start so late? Mm, the badass kids you got. My kids were never bad, okay? I did not have bad eight kids. I don't know about the oldest one, but the youngest two. Look at them eyes. You know them kids wasn't bad. That's the thing they had to see. <laughs> I don't I, and I, right now. I was not I was I, know, I was the, the type the of mother one a little bit, but that youngest one I was the type of mother that when I found out report cards came out I would go home and wait to see who would bring me a report card the next morning if they did not bring it to me guess who was at the school to go get it <laughs> I, my son's ain't playing with me <laughs> um, I don't feel good today, so I won't be in, but I'll be in tomorrow. Yep, three different schools. My son's ain't play. <laughs> and Anton, if you're watching, because I know he probably is, yes, I'm talking about you. His stuff was called. Got all the girls that done this like him. I was like, where are you doing poor card? I don't care about these girls who's always. Why you embarrassing me? You embarrassing me will bring me my poor card and I'm going to come up here. Morning, though. But to my youngest self, I guess I would have said if I was speaking to myself on my future, and how old would I be when I was? What question would you ask to your seventeen-year-old self? 
what I would ask of my 17 year old self. Fast Nixon. <laughs> I don't know. I love my sons. I do. I really, really do. I really do. I. Yeah, the preface too. <laughs> <laughs> it was the preface for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think if if I could redo my life all over again, because it's hard to close that seventeen year question because I don't know what I would say. But that's the seventeen is the time where you're not a child anymore. So the stuff that that was getting over you, or the things that mom and dad was getting over with, they could no longer hide from you because you were experiencing it right then, right then and there. When I was 17, all I wanted to do was get my own place. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get my own place, get a job, and have five sons. That's it. Didn't mm-hmm. care if the father was dead. I didn't, all I wanted was five boys, and I had three. I had three, and I lost two, so that was my five. Then I always had my own place when I left. I'm home. I've always been employed. So, but the only thing I would want, if I could do anything, oh, was to be going to service. You wanted to go in the service? I did. Hmm, Sharon in the service. I don't know how that. Yes, and the green, the green two-piece skirt with the back leather shoes. Oh, I was ready. Marty, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Shut up, Marty. Whatever question I would ask. I don't think I feel safe. Oh, protecting my country. You you wouldn't even know me because I wouldn't. Even, I don't even know if I would be doing that. About you, somebody would have been. You'd have been telling somebody off. You just I, people in listening land. Nate is alive. Okay, he does not know what he speak of. But yeah. that, that has been another edition of the Artist Exchange Radio Show that comes on every Friday at five p.m. Next week, we're going to have a young man on. He's actually, um, his grandparents were Holocaust survivors. And he's oh. going to come on, and we're going to have a more extended conversation about um, Black people, Jewish people, and what's the, what happened? Because we used to be friends, and then when they came up, we wasn't friends no more. Uh, so we're going to figure out what happened, uh, and just culturally, you know, how is it? How do we see each other? And us being in the same age group, we're going to have that conversation. Um, and not just our own whoopee, but that really has been a thorn in my side. And by that time, she's either going to be back from her suspension or um, I got Tyler Perry saying, I got enough money that you don't got to go back. So wow. um, hopefully Oprah and Tyler give her an option where she doesn't have to go back to that platform. Oprah, you got a whole station over there, whole uh, studio and channel. So give her another option because she don't need to be on that platform. Um, at her age, with all the things that she's done, she doesn't need to deal with her opinions being thrown back in her face like that. Um, and I just want to let Megan McCain know, stay in your place, little girl. People still don't like you. They will always love Whoopi more than you. So stay in your place because you still got to come outside. So chill out. Uh, but uh, yeah, I didn't want to talk about her and give her all that space, but just watch yourself, Megan McCain, because people still don't like you. 
Don't get uh, don't get above yourself because you on Fox. I just wanted to let her know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about my beat for a minute? How good it you was. can. Sorry. You can. You want to acknowledge it? Uh, but yeah, I'm about to. Um, I've seen two plays in the last few years, in the last month and a half, and I'm about to go see my third one. Um, I'm not going to say the name. about that you're in? You thought I was him? Yo, so you thought I was him. I am working with the director and producer of that. And I'm doing a lot of their marketing and branding and a lot of their workshops. Um, So I'm doing, I'm in that capacity. I don't know if I, he's going to choose me. Um, Knowing him, he probably give me some type of role um, in it. But we haven't even started doing it yet. We've just been marketing it and having community conversations and such. Um, uh, the writers room just started, so they'll start doing the script soon. Um, well, they've already started on it. Um, and then in April, we'll start casting for it. So if, you know, you want to come out, we're looking for a mom. Uh, she's going to be the only woman, but she's technically not in it. So it's going to be a voiceover. Uh, but it's still something. It's something. Oh. But yes, you thought I was him, Troy Burton. Um, Troy, is, Troy is a director, correct? is the director and the producer of this. This is a spinoff. He doesn't want to go. Well, it is. It's a spinoff of a real nigga show, if y'all saw that, um, which turned 20 years old this year. So he's doing something. This is in uh, celebration of that. And this spinoff um, is going to be a totally different production with a whole different group of young men. Uh, and yeah, I've been, I've been doing a lot of the marketing and branding we interview each month. We interview a number of people associated with it. Um, this month, we're interviewing as a couple people, but I get to interview Mesa. So oh, check that out. You're so excited. You've only been talking about this for forever. I'm like, oh my god! I love me. I love me. I know you do. I know you do. I know. So I get to interview her and ask her some questions. She just started her own record label, Blue Velvet soul so we'll be talking about that and her connection when she goes live is that her house that's her kitchen that's her kitchen yes so because now she's not a part of a major label she owns her own label so now this is her way of kind of getting herself out there and her label so her and Tori are best friends so that's yeah yeah so so just watch out we have a number of things coming up for the artist exchange for Vax Hopper Jewelry um check don't forget um look oh, out I one thing to mention i'm sorry so we have the impact awards coming up march 19th i have mm. not fully confirmed confirmed so nate was a recipient of the impact awards this year we have three recipients um one um, new york and two from baltimore and that's the one it's right there. Like Impact Award. Oh, so happy you still have it. And so that's March 19th. And when's what? Once um, I have to take his some In November? No, March. It's March, time. March. I'm, that's I'm okay. It's spring, not spring, 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 spring. If we decide to go in the venue, it's going to be 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So it's an afternoon thing. I get to make some roses, some more roses. So that will be in August the 13th for our um, fashion gala. So I need your roses there. So we're moving all of that to August. That's the kickoff event 
for fashion. So what is so what is the impact award? You're not going there as a gala? It's not, it's not a gala. It's just we're giving presenting the award and people eat, drink, and then they leave. Oh, okay. So I don't know if I'm going to spend the money for that, like to get a venue and all of that. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm, I'm still, you know, Corona. I'm still deciding. So I don't know. Mm. Sounds interesting. But the award should be here uh, within the next two weeks. Yeah, I I'm so proud to see that you still have your award. Well, I brought all of my certificate. Well, everything that was at the station, I brought here. Well, yeah, okay. Money, money is about to throw my stuff out of the trash, and I had to go and get my He will throw it away. <laughs> Better come get it. You got one, he will call you twice. That's it. Yeah, I, it was, I, told, I gave him the time, the date, and the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when those black trash days, that's it. You'll never see it because he will throw it away. Right, exactly. Yeah, I have all my words down here, my citations and all that. Um, but yeah, so this is over. Um, I need to eat. I know, me too. Uh, get some rest. I have a long weekend, but check us out. Um, I'll put sure stuff up on the Artist Exchange page, so definitely stay tuned for that. All the things that we have coming up. Uh, this year, we have a number, a number of things. I may be having a special, special birthday, something or another. So look out for that. Um, yeah. So peace out, people. Have a great night. Enjoy your weekend. Wear your damn mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask up Thank you.